0: I use the saw to split the pelvis and I use the gut hook to open up the cavity and the blade to start cutting all the stuff out, right? So uh, it makes cleaning a deer very simple, very easy, and the the knife is sharp. And uh, if you've ever had to gut a deer with a dull knife, we all know how much that sucks. So... um, Take a look at the Razor Pro Saw Combo Kit and uh, head on over to OutdoorEdge.com and enter the discount code NATION30. That's NATION30 for 30% savings on your purchase.
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Ohio Huntsman Podcast. And today we're talking about crossbows and specifically if or when crossbows have gone too far. So, you know, I'm, I'm sure there's some people that, that already think crossbows are not the same thing as compound archery. In Ohio, they're considered the same thing. The seasons are the same. They're treated the same. But as new technology, new, new product developments come out, it's, it's new product season, trade show season, you know there's been some new products announced this year that you know start to really beg the question is this still archery so jeff and i explore that one today talk to talk through some of that stuff some of the implications of it and uh give our thoughts on that so it was an interesting conversation, so stay tuned for that. Before we get into that, though, I want to talk about our sponsor, Monster Whitetail Grub. So, Monster Whitetail Grub has been a sponsor of ours for a long time now, and we really enjoy their stuff. They they have their signature Monster Whitetail Grub feed, which is a high protein feed with mineral mixed in. We've had we continue to be impressed with it. You know, every time we put the stuff out, we get deer on it right away it it lasts a long time and the deer just like it it brings deer in so check that out go to ohiohuntsman.com sponsors and there's information there on how to get in touch with them and try some of their stuff and with that let's jump into the conversation about crossbows Welcome to the Ohio Huntsman Podcast, where three brothers, Jason, Jacob, and Jeff, discuss all things hunting in Ohio. Our goal is to be your source for accurate and reliable hunting news and conservation issues in the great state of Ohio, as well as some fun and interesting conversations along the way. This is the Ohio Huntsman Podcast. Are you listening? All right, so this episode is... uh, Just Jeff and I, and it's not necessarily Ohio specific, but in a way it is because, you know, Ohio is, is, I don't know that very liberal is the word, but like they consider crossbows the same as compound bows. You use them in the same seasons, no restrictions on one versus the other. Other states have you know, different crossbow only seasons or, you know, different restrictions on compound bows versus crossbows. But today we're going to kind of chat, I guess, on if crossbows have gone too far. And if you've listened to the podcast for any length of time, you know that we all hunt with crossbows, but you know, it, it, feels like it, it it at least warrants some discussion on at what point does it stop becoming or th- at what point does it stop being archery and i guess what spurred this conversation is you know it's january it's you know in in pre-covid days it's trade show time which I'm, Jeff, I'm assuming they're not doing things like Shot Show and the ATA show this year, right? I don't know. Have you heard anything about that?
2: I haven't heard anything, but I assume that they're not. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But so we're starting to see new products pop up on companies' websites, uh, crossbow manufacturers. And I guess that's what spurred the idea for this conversation. So two, two in particular are one made by, by 10 point and one made by Excalibur. So the crossbow or the, the 10 point bow is called the 10 point vapor RS 470 and there's two models of that. There's just the, the RS-470, and then there's the RS-470-0. <laughs> the RS-470-0 was the one that kind of uh, caught my eye, I guess. It This bow by itself shoots 470 feet per second, 190... Well, and this will get into some other conversation, but their advertised speed is 470 feet per second. Their advertised... Kinetic energy is 191 foot pounds. What you know, okay, it's a fast bow. Crossbows and compound bows have, you know, gotten faster and faster over the years. But the the 10 point comes with a Garmin, what what they call the Garmin Zero Laser Range Finding scope on it. And <sighs> Let me back up for, before we get into the details of this bow, I think it might be helpful to kind of back up and talk about the differences sort of by the numbers of just crossbows in general versus compound bows. They're both, you know, and I, and I'm, Jeff, I'm, I'm struggling to like differentiate like the old crossbows that aren't that old, you know. Versus like the new tech crossbows, but I guess I guess most major crossbow manufacturers now today sell crossbows that shoot north of 400 feet per second and produce kinetic energy values in the 150 to 190 foot-pound range. Those are their top end bows. Ten Point has lots of bows now that shoot faster than. Uh, 400 feet per second.
2: Right. I mean, <laughs> most of the, well, not most, but they have lots.
1: <laughs> right. Ten Point. You know, they've got their their sort of tiered brands. Right. Ten Point is like their high end brand. Horton seems to be their. You know, they bought Horton. That seems to be their yeah. middle of the road brand, and then the I Wicked think Ridge Horton, stuff.
2: I think they have stopped doing Horton again. Oh, okay. They have pulled that brand. Okay. Again, which kind of surprised me because I was looking at their website, I don't know, may- maybe back in November and there was no Horton anymore. Like you could do like replacement parts, like you could get that kind of stuff. OK, but there was no new bows. So, hmm. but yeah, they have their their tiered brands.
1: Yeah. And then, you know, Wicked Ridge being their more sort of entry level, lower tier Which are still nice bows. Jacob shoots a a Wicked Ridge and is happy with it. Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, the lowest grade Wicked Ridge is at the high end of a lot of other crossbow manufacturers.
1: Right. So, you know, for comparison, and this is by no means an exhaustive, like, research, but just looking at some of the major compound bow manufacturers and their sort of upper end bows. They're shooting three hundred and twenty to three hundred and forty feet per second, which interestingly enough, compound bow manufacturers don't really report kinetic energy values like crossbow crossbow manufacturers do. I don't know why, but they don't. I so, think
2: it's because arrow preference you know is a is more of a thing in the compound bow community you know probably there's there's all kinds of tweaking you know people who shoot a compound a lot of them like to do a lot of tweaking Yeah, you know uh arrow weights arrow diameters the whole the whole
1: nine yeah it's pretty common for crossbows to come with Three arrows that, you know, will be what you practice with and what you hunt with. Whereas compound bows, you know, a lot of times you're just buying the bare bow and then you got to b- go by a sight and a stabilizer and a, you know, have it all tricked out r- to get it ready to hunt.
2: Right, right.
1: <clears throat> but so those bows 320 to 340 feet per second, and it's a, a basic calculation that involves, uh, your arrow speed and your arrow weight to calculate the kinetic energy. So those bows come out to like 50 to 80 foot pounds. So there is a noticeable or appreciable difference in energy values, which I think is why you're you're starting to see you know, because for a while there, it was all about speed, speed, speed. Everybody wanted faster, faster, faster. But you're starting to see this resurgence, especially in the compound hunting space, on heavier arrow setups to to get those kinetic energy values. You're going to sacrifice a little speed, but you get those kinetic energy values up. Right. Um, <clears throat> and so, honestly,
2: if it in myself and my own opinions with shooting a crossbow um is with a crossbow the big thing that i'm more con- most concerned about now is sound how loud is it because most crossbows are shooting plenty fast yeah but you can't really extend your you know that that extended range doesn't do much for you because you're not You're not breaking the sound barrier. Right. You know, so it, you know, that animal hears the bow go off and can react. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. It's just my two cents. (laughs) Right. I, I, well. And I think that gets into the ethics of crossbows in that. I can effectively shoot to, you know, not me i mean i guess maybe if i practice but i've never you know i've never practiced to 100 yards with a crossbow but you know with some practice i I don't think it would be too terribly hard to hit a you know a paper plate sized target at 100 yards with my bow yeah with my my
2: crossbow i got a, a 10 point stealth and i've practiced out to about 70 75 and can shoot very reliably you know i can shoot very tight patterns yeah. at that distance um but i have shot deer that were at 40 yards you know maybe 45 and i'll never do it again yeah. because you know when I recovered that deer, that deer had moved so much you know the the way the arrow passed through that deer it it had moved a lot you right. know I it I was lucky to get a fatal wound on that deer you know, yeah so it's not I, I won't do it again because it's not ethical
1: right. So you're still looking at a, at a weapon that is, you know, yes, it's accurate to farther than that. And there's probably still the energy there to, you know, especially after seeing that compound bows start at 50 to 80 foot pounds, you know, if you've got a crossbow. Like, you know, like I was mentioning at the beginning, you know, the, the, this 10 point vapor RS470 is, you know, where they're reporting 191 foot pounds of kinetic energy. There's probably still the kinetic energy there to, you know, get a, a effective shot on a deer, but you just, it's not a gun, right? It's still not a gun. And therefore the animal has plenty of time to react I mean yeah 470 versus 320 the arrow is gonna get there faster Uh, but you know just yes it's faster but the deer still has time to react so for I think for those reasons is and I don't want to speak for him but is probably, you know, some of the reasons that they took into consideration or continue to take into consideration with crossbows in Ohio being considered, you know, you can use crossbows the same as you can, uh, compound bows, right. The seasons are the same. Right.
2: And when we talked to, to Mike, you know, he had actual resource search on this, Mike Tonkovich. Yeah. Um, that, Basically that they find that there really isn't much difference in effectiveness of crossbow hunters versus regular traditional archery hunters. Um, you know, their wound rates were the same and their harvest rates were close to each other. You know their harvest abilities were close to each other. So, which, they're, it, it, they're, there's not much difference.
1: Yeah, which, but I, I'd be curious to dig into that. I mean, the, the data, right, the data is the data. But, you know, now, admittedly, I don't hunt with a compound bow, but I know that there's a lot more that goes into it. Right? Like if I have a bow set up for me for my draw length, you, you know, sighted in for the way I anchor and, and everything, you can't pick my bow up and be as effective with it as I am. Because the draw length's not right, you know, the, the way I put my face on the string, face pressure, all that, the way I grip the bow, right, that bow sighted into my shot sequence and you can't pick it up and and do what I can with it a crossbow you can right like you're just gonna load an arrow and put the sights on it and shoot so yeah
2: especially modern crossbows right you know because in older crossbows there was some some I mean very little but some variants in what people were doing you know right in, in cocking You know, if you got that, some people would cock their bows basically with their strings a little off-centered and, you know, so they're, they're, but yeah, with a modern bow, it's
1: the same every
2: time, no matter who does it.
1: Before they, the bows had the, you know, the cocking devices built in or before they had those rope cockers with, you know, the roller bearings in them, we used to use a permanent marker or whatever and... Mark the string on either side of the, you know, whatever the, the, that latch mechanism where it holds the string back so that you knew every time you cocked it, that you had it cocked the same way every time. But like you said, that's not really a thing anymore. Right. So I guess where I'm going with that is if crossbow hunters put the amount of work and practice in that compound hunters do or are forced to just just by essence of of needing to be proficient you know they just need to practice more or should practice more would the crossbow you know it's it's i know the data says there's not much difference but it's hard to believe that with a crossbow you know maybe the shots you know once you get a shot but like not getting seen by a deer while drawing the bow back, right? I mean, like... Right, right. You know, there's just... There uh, There are admittedly advantages to crossbows. 100%,
2: yeah.
1: So like I guess it's hard... The, I mean,
2: there's no arguing that, I don't think.
1: Right. So it's. I guess uh, it's. it's just... It's hard to believe that if you were to look at everything, right, that you wouldn't be more effective with a crossbow. I mean, aside from this past season, I was, you know, with my bow, pretty confident that I could go out in the woods, you know, within a couple hunts and shoot a deer. If I were to pick up a compound bow and, you know, hunt with a compound bow next season, uh, maybe I get a deer, maybe I don't, you know, but anywho,
2: Yeah, I mean, in my opinion, if I picked up a compound bow and started practicing with it, I mean, I would be pretty confident that I would get a deer next year, but I would uh, definitely not be expecting to shoot a big monster buck. You know, when I go out with my crossbow, I most of the time have intentions of shooting a monster buck.
1: That's fair. Yeah. You know. So. But, yeah. Then, you know, so there's already some, admittedly, some advantages to crossbows. Then we get into some of this new tech, right? And, and, you know, it starts to beg the question, when is a crossbow or some other hunting implement like that no longer archery? I think we all pretty clearly, you know, there was that um, that Benjamin Airbow. If listeners haven't seen it, it's a, it, I even argue to say it has a uh, crossbow-esque stock. It's more looks like a stormtrooper gun or something, you know, but you, it shoots arrows with compressed air, and you know, I think when everybody saw that, it, you know, there wasn't much in the way of arguing that that's a bow and should be allowed during archery seasons. I think that was like the general, the way Ohio's laws were written, that bow, all, you know, I don't think they had to, Jeff, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think they had to change anything to prevent that from being used during archery season, the way that the laws were written already excluded that that bow. Um, Correct.
2: Yeah, the laws didn't need to be changed. The way that they were written already excluded that from being used.
1: And now, at the time, that may have been... Because I think even their, when I was looking at it today, I think their marketing material even says that it's it shoots faster than crossbows. But that bow, according to you know, to their information shoots 450 feet per second with a 375 grain arrow. We just said earlier that this new 10 point bow shoots 470 feet per second. Uh, Now the line's a little more blurry, right? Like I think when that came out, it was like, oh, that's crazy. That's way faster than anything. It's, you know that's not a bow that's not archery right. or is it
2: right yeah i mean they the lines are definitely starting to get more blurry for sure
1: yeah so now we go a few more years we've got you know quote-unquote not quote-unquote but like traditional crossbows stick and string, pull the string back, locks into place, load an arrow and 10 point comes out with this bow. And I guess I should preface this as, you know, this is by no means a knock on 10 point. We, you know, we all shoot 10 point bows and very happy, you know, they're, they're right here in Mogador, Ohio, great company. They make great products. And I assume this is them responding to the market, but they now offer a bow in either, like I said, the ten point vapor RS470 or the RS470 Zero. The zero comes with the Garmin zero laser range finding scope. So you can buy it either way. Um, it's a with this laser range finding scope, it's. Eleven hundred dollars more. So, because le- there's two different bows that you can get this this Garmin Zero range finding scope on, both of them adds eleven hundred dollars to the price. This this Vapor RS470 with the Zero scope MSRP for four thousand forty nine dollars and ninety nine cents. So, very expensive bow. And this site is as the name implies, it's a laser range finding scope. So you can, it's got a button right above the uh, trigger, and you can press the button, range the animal. You can, it's got a lock mode. So once you've ranged the animal, the way I'm understanding the, I've not shot one or anything, but the way I'm understanding the the videos and, and marketing material is, it will lock onto that animal and it doesn't. You don't have multiple aim points or lines like you do in a traditional scope, uh, crossbow scope. It's just a an, uh, uh, a dot, you know, like a red dot sight. But it's got other information inside this scope. But anywho, once you've locked on to your target, your deer or whatever, if that deer moves, it will adjust closer or farther away. It will adjust that dot in order. It knows that it was at 40 and it came into 30. You know, there's no like, oh, shoot, when I ranged it, it was at 40. Now I need to aim, uh, you know, a little lower or whatever. The dot automatically adjusts. And then the other thing is it works because it's shooting a range. It works with... Um, compatible Garmin devices to drop a waypoint where the animal was standing when you shot because it knows I think on the images like the cuz they they have images of what it looks like inside the scope and I think it has a compass inside so it knows direction and distance and then you either get out your you know your Garmin fitness tracking watch or your Garmin GPS module or whatever and it will you can walk over to where the animal was when you shot so that it takes the you know that that guesswork out of figuring out like now where exactly where yeah, exactly was yeah. this.
2: well and yeah just to explain this clearly you know this scope adjusts the dot to whatever the yardage is so it completely takes any skill out of the game of like okay it's at this distance how high you know where do i need to hold you know it's not you're not holding in between two two lines or whatever it's that dot is always where you need to be holding which completely takes all human calculation out of it right Which is, in my mind, a big part of archery. You know, is that calculating?
1: Right. Right. So as long as you can squeeze the trigger steadily and let the bow go off with the dot on the vitals, you're good. These, you know, these crossbows now are, you know, they have match grade triggers in them with, you know, three and a half pound trigger break. So you know like my old crop before I upgraded to this bow that old bow I mean that thing you had to tug on this one it's got a two stage trigger in it man it's it's a nice trigger you know it's it's easy to get a surprise release on my new bow because it's a nice trigger I'm sure this bow has an even nicer trigger and plus this you know $1,100 scope laser range finding scope on top. So is that still archery? You know, I, I don't have the answer to it, but Yeah. just something to to think about, right? To, you know, right. are we right. are it, We're are, definitely
2: getting closer to you know, the lines being blurred, for sure. Right. I mean, cuz in my mind it's like, well, if you can put this on a on a crossbow, I mean technically, I mean weight is a problem, but you could put it on a compound bow too.
1: Well know. funny you mentioned that because they have one.
2: It's oh only, really? I had no idea that, that was a thing.
1: Yes. It's only eight hundred dollars. Um and same thing. You get a single dot projected in the in the the site housing. You, you range the, I think there's a button on near your grip where you can look through the site and range the animal. And it tells you the range. It adjusts. It compensates for angle when, you know, when you're in the tree. It knows the, the distance. It adjusts that aim point. And, it, you know, so it's basically the same thing in a compound bow site housing. I didn't know that was a thing until I saw it on the crossbow and started looking into it Uh and thought, huh? I mean, there's still a lot of like executing the shot properly with a compound bow. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, like I said, I've not really done much shooting on compound bows, but my understanding is, you know, grip, you know, if you change the way you grip the bow from when your target practicing to shooting at a deer it'll change your point of impact if you put more fate you know you've got more layers on or something and so you you your face pressure on the string changes it'll change the impact you know if there's lots of things that you can do to mess things up just in executing your shot
2: Mm -hmm.
1: so yes it gives you an advantage but is it too much i don't know you know, yeah. uh, I'm sure they had similar conversations around like when just regular old laser rangefinders came out. You know, because you used to have to right. just estimate it. Right. Or well, you know,
2: Ohio only very recently allowed range finding scopes at all, like even on guns. You know, that's a very recent change to Ohio hunting laws to allow a range finding scope. Okay. And you know, I, so, uh, at at some point, someone, I mean, it, I believe it was kind of rooted in they didn't want you to have a, a laser scope, and because a rangefinder uses a laser, you know, oh, even though it's invisible, yeah. it, it was still classified as the same, you know, it's projecting
1: I got light. You. Yeah.
2: But it it was a recent change.
1: We need to pause here real quick to talk about our sponsor Mastin's Deer Scents. So Deer scent is a, is a great hunting tool. It's also a good way to get deer in front of your camera. So if Deer scent is something that you're interested in, either trying, you already use, or if you're looking for some different type of scent products, check out mastins you can go to mastinsdeersense.com or ohiohuntsman.com slash sponsors and there's a link there that that jumps you over to their website but check out their liquid scents they've got some blended scents that i've that i've not seen other places they've got scented gel crystals they've got scented like deer scented candles that you can use in their double scent stacker so lots of cool and interesting options so again if that's something you're you're interested in or interested in trying check them out again mastonsdeersense.com so the other the other bow that we saw recently that you know again maybe starts to blur the line is the the Excalibur Twin Strike you know Excalibur bows are are known for the the solid limb, no cam style of bows, right? Less parts to break, that sort of thing. So not blazingly fast, 360 feet per second. But what's special about this bow or, or new is, as the name implies, twin strike. This bow shoots two arrows. It's got two different triggers I guess to the, if you haven't seen this thing, you know you can just Google Excalibur Twin Strike. But if you haven't seen it, it stacks the arrows on top of each other, and not not yeah. in that they're touching, but you've got an arrow that goes on top like a normal crossbow, but then a second set of limbs, a second string, and below that, you know what what everybody's used to seeing in a crossbow. You know, there's basically a a cutout in the stock, if you will, where you slide a second arrow in. You've yeah. got two triggers to fire the top string or the bottom string. And, you know, point of impact on, you know, you use the same aiming system. Point of impact for both arrows is very close or or reportedly very close from what I've seen in, you know, the marketing materials
2: yeah yeah it's an over under shotgun crossbow yes i mean that's that's the best description of it if you if you if you're trying to make a mental picture here it's an over under shotgun yeah but it's a crossbow yeah and i what i have to say about these two products the 10.1 and this one is like this is the stuff that you used to draw as kids (laughs) <laughs> right. You know, and now yeah. there are actual engineers out there Who are like, they're the, they're those kids who have grown up And like, hey, I wanted to do this when I was a kid Like, I drew this when I was, you know, 11 years old And now I'm gonna do it And we're gonna market this Like, it's gonna be sold commercially
1: Yeah You
2: know, it's not just a novelty I mean, these are being commercially made And people are going to buy them
1: Yeah I mean, we'll still yet to see, uh, you know, how much they buy them if they if these things stick around. I mean, uh, my personal opinion is, even though it seems like an astronomical amount of money, I think people will buy the 10-point bow with the laser range-finding scope on it. The Excalibur thing, I, from what I've seen online and, and even in our, you know, group text that we have. Uh, Some people love it. Some people are like, is this real? (laughs) You know, because it just seems.
2: Yeah, the the Excalibur, I thought, you know, when I first saw it, it was a Facebook post and I thought it was a joke, like someone was publishing this as a joke. You know, they had made, you know, this. Over under crossbow and it's like, you know, whoever designed that, and whatever, you know, computer software like, oh, they did a pretty good job. You know, that's cool. That's funny. And then, Jason, I think you texted like, hey, have you guys seen this? And it's like and I was like, wow, I yeah, I saw it, but I just completely wrote it off as a joke. I thought yeah that was just some something that a college kid did as. You know. A joke.
1: Well, and even after I had sent it to you, and I, you know, had gone to Excalibur's website and like, you know, you can buy the thing. I still was like, "Are is it? Are we sure?" Like, you could, in my opinion, you could very easily look at this and go, "Oh, they this is like an April Fool's spoof thing." Like, they put this page up and. Because I was looking at their their information and, you know, the the new twin strike bow. uh, Don't just enter the hunt. Ace the hunt with a pair of shots. You know, it's like... It just felt a little cheesy. Um, The MSRP is $2,222.22. You know, Uh it's like... Are we sure this isn't, you know? Yeah. But I, you know, because there was, I think this was back college days, but somebody put up a website with a bunch of different axes on it, and they had painted the handles, and they had, like, actually spent a lot of money, or not a lot of money, but a lot of time, like, putting like pretty high quality videos together about like their design process. And they, you know, there, you know, there was just something so natural and instinctual about the ax and they wanted to, to, you know, give it the glory that it needed. And, you know, and they set this shop up and they were selling these axes for like lots of money. And it looked like a legit website until you added it to the cart And then it was basically like, you know, sort of a spoof thing. Like, are you serious? You were going to pay $300 for an ax that I paint, you know, painted the handle on or something to that effect, you know, Uh huh. but, you know, so there was a, you know, knowing that, or having seen that this was a lot of years ago, but it was like, I went as far as to add it to the cart just to make sure it wasn't like a, ha, gotcha. But that being said, It's a real thing and it, you know, it's kind of a good idea, right? How many times have you shot at a deer and either spined it and you need a second shot or totally whiffed? And especially with these Excalibur bows, there's, they don't have the cams and everything. There's a, there's a lot less stuff to make noise. Uh, There's a real opportunity to get a second shot on a deer. But there again, is it still archery?
2: Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah, this is... I. It totally changes the... You know, it's a game changer. It completely changes everything. Right. You know, because right. you're going from basically having one shot to... Two, you know, I mean it you're you're doubling your your shooting capacity. Yeah. You know, it's it's a big difference. You know, it's it it sounds you know, to a non hunter, it probably doesn't sound like a that big of a deal. Like, oh, you have two arrows instead of one, like whoop de doo. But to someone who is Kind of got out there because that that's the one advantage that a a, a regular compound bow or long, even you know any regular yeah. bow hunter has is they can typically get a second shot a lot quicker.
1: Yeah. You
2: know they just have to click another arrow out of their quiver and knock it. Where a someone who's shooting a crossbow, it takes longer. It takes a lot more movement. You can't yeah. really do it still and stealthy
1: yeah or like my bow has one of those crank cocking devices on it and not that i really sought out a bow with a crank cocking device but it it was there was a sale on this particular bow and it had a crank cocking device and so it has a crank cock which means it has a handle that if you drop out of the tree you can no longer cock your bow i know this because i've done it
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Right. So sometimes so, your new tech, uh, you know, gets in the way, handicaps you. So um, yeah,
2: this ta- takes away one of the one of the things that kind of makes things maybe tilt more towards a fair, if you will. Right. You know, because I I know plenty of guys who have went in the the woods with four or five arrows bow hunting and have shot them all right and i don't know many guys who have you know shot you know most cross crossbow hunters usually take three arrows Yeah. and i don't know if i know anyone who's ever shot all three jason did you shoot all three one time
1: No, I think I had an arrow, but I dropped my... Oh, okay. I dropped my... I could have, but I dropped my cocking handle. Yeah,
2: yeah, okay, okay, yeah. But it's... It's very, very rare. You know, it's... Because it's a a lot more of an investment every time you shoot it.
1: Yeah. You know, so... Yeah, and so... You know, maybe maybe you see two arrows and you and you go, well, that's, you know, I don't know, what's another arrow? You know, what, no big deal. But, you know, and maybe we'll look back on this in ten years and everybody's going to have two arrows and that's the new normal. And this will be just another one of those things in history where, you know, we thought, oh, geez, you know, the tradi- the traditional bow guys when compounds came on the scene were like, oh, compounds are going to ruin hunting you know and when crossbows came on the scene oh co- crossbows are going to ruin hunting and you know on and on and on yeah. we have these developments in technology and and there's always some people going oh that's it you've gone too far
2: <clears throat> yeah i mean the thing that i'm it, with this you know cuz basically crossbows are now going they're following the evolution of guns yeah you know you had your 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 single shots and now you got your over-unders and it's like so who's gonna come out with the the pump action you know
1: crossbow that's where i was going with that in that i don't think it's too far of a leap to you know have a quote-unquote magazine full of arrows right because part i think it was parker crossbows a while back they came out with a bow that Cocked automatically using a pneumatic cylinder. It was still a string, you know, limbs and cams and and a string, but it had a, you know, for, I guess uh, a picture in your mind, basically a paintball canister, you know, paintball air canister that went in the stock, and I think you hooked a sled or whatever to the string and then pushed a button and it used that pneumatic force to cock the string, and then you could also And I don't know if it was using the force or if just because it had like some sort of air cylinder in there, you could use it to decock the bow. Um, But it wouldn't be that far of a leap to take, you know, air cocking technology. You know, you can even if it's still a string, you know, because we've sort of decided that the the that Benjamin air bow is is not a bow. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't, right, (laughs) at this point? Right,
2: yeah, yeah. Um,
1: But there is a bow or was a bow that you could cock with air pressure, pneumatic air, push of a button. Now there's a bow that has two shots. Uh, It's not that far of a leap to now say, I'm going to stuff five arrows down in the stock of this thing, and with this air cylinder every time i shoot it's gonna automatically load another arrow into the you know so you're talking like a semi-auto shoot shoot, shoot shooting right arrows
2: right and uh, uh yeah it's it's kind of crazy because yeah i go back to the you know drawing things as kids you know like when other kids were drawing flying cars and stuff, you know, us outdoors kids were drawing this kind of stuff. Right. And flying cars aren't here yet, but a, uh, an over under crossbow is,
1: Yeah.
2: you know, so it's like how, how much quickly are, you know, are we going to advance and when do we draw the line?
1: Well, and I think, I think the conversation is important to have, especially in a state like Ohio, where we've got the same rules for crossbows and compound bows, because I would hate for us to get into a position where we've sort of forced the ODNR's hand and not not we in that, like, we're making these things. But if we're if, you know, if we buy and use that, you know, we have the choice to buy and use these things if we start buying and using these things, which tells the manufacturers, yep, we should build more of these. We did a two arrow crossbow. Now we need a three arrow crossbow. Now, you know, we did 470 feet per second. Now we need 570, you know, like more and more and more. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can get these speeds because you're not holding the arrow, the, the string back, right? You just have to find some way to overcome the force to cock it. And then it can launch an arrow as, you know, as fast as the materials will allow. But do we force the hand of game agencies to say, yep, crossbows have crossed some threshold in, in our mind or in the non hunting public's mind. And you, you know, you can no longer use them during the regular archery season that you have to use them during a firearm season.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I mean, I, if if we keep progressing at the same rate, and I don't know what the ODNR is going to do about either one of these products, I assume the the ten point product is probably already legal. I'm not sure about the the Excalibur bow. I I don't know if that's legal or not. Yeah, I don't. You know, I, I don't know, I don't know what they're going to do about that. Um. But I think at some point, they're going to need to set limitations. You know, you can... Your crossbow can only be so fast. And you can, uh, you know, only have so many... You know, maybe it's arms, you know. You can only have two you know two limbs right you know i i don't i don't know but if we keep progressing at this rate they they got to do something because there there has to be a difference between firearms and bows i mean they're just archery and firearms there has to be some sort of difference The line has to be drawn somewhere, and as they get closer to each other, we run into a problem.
1: I mean, I guess devil's advocate, uh, or do they? Right? It, It starts to beg the question, what's the mission, what's the goal of the agency having a hunting season or an archery season? If it's to reduce deer numbers... Then you, you know, you can sort of play that scenario out in that, well, we want hunters to have the most effective equipment possible because our goal is to reduce deer numbers or keep deer numbers in check. Right. If the goal, though, of having an archery season, you know, because at that point, then it's like, well, why, why, why archery at all? Right. I guess you could. I guess. Well, I know why, because you could you can make the argument that you have these urban areas where gunshots going off either aren't allowed or would, you know, would cause some sort of um, disturbance. Yes. Yes. There you go.
2: I mean, if, you know, Jacob's property, if if gunshots go off, people are are sending text messages trying to figure out who's shooting. Yeah. You know, uh, at, at my house, if someone's shooting, it's completely normal. It, you know, doesn't, doesn't bother anyone. No one that is not out of the ordinary. That right. is not disturbing to anyone. I mean, sometimes it gets disturbing because it's like, wow, when is that ever going to end? <laughs> you know, but, but, it's one of those things like, you know, you live out in the country. That's you're that's the price, you know, sort of to pay. Yeah. You know, I don't need to. I can if I want, I can walk out on my back porch without any pants on and no one see me. You know, can't do that in the city, but I might have to deal with some some gunshots.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, if if the goal is to be provide hunters with the most effective means of taking deer, then yeah, laser rangefinders, two-shot crossbows, three-shot crossbows, whatever you guys want, let's do it. But if the goal is to provide the most opportunity to the most people uh, or, or maybe some other goal, right,
2: I mean, it, the, in my opinion, the main goal of the ODNR is to, you know, it's conservation. And so they are using, you know, protecting the resource and conserving the resource. You know, so it's sort of kind of this balance between the people who want to use the resource and the resource itself. You know, the resource here being game. Right. You know, so... Uh, you, you're you kind of in my mind it's a it's a scale you know you're trying to kind of balance things out yeah so uh, yeah I, it's it's tough you know yeah. I, I i don't know it's this is going to i think i mean in all areas of hunting is going to become an issue You know, because I I don't think it's really super ethical. I don't know if it's ethical is the right word, but fair, right, to have a a gun that, you know, has a range-finding scope that's adjusting your point of aim. Like, that is part of the skill that is required.
1: Right.
2: You know, is to know your weapon and know how much it's going to drop yeah you know and uh, i guess this also kind of brings it more towards killing instead of hunting
1: yeah, you know if i That's true
2: if if the odds are tipped in my favor but i mean this is probably what people have been saying throughout history you know like Guns tipped the odds in the human's favor more than bows and you know when we got into rifling and so on and so forth so yeah I I don't I don't know how you draw the line what you decide that you know what factors really play in how you draw the line but we're getting into a new era.
1: It certainly seems that way. And it's going to present some challenges, I think, for state game agencies on... uh, I hope, and our experience has been they've been pretty good about, at least in Ohio, but I I hope they don't just make a knee-jerk reaction and, and actually think through, like, what is our mission? You know, what is our... Mandate being, you know, state employees and do these, do these items, do these weapons help support that or are they, you know, detracting from that and therefore need to be regulated somehow? I mean, we saw that with the... Now, I can't remember the name of it, but they, that, that muzzle loader that the only fire thing is, Fire stick. The fire that's,
2: stick. That's, that, that might not be the name of the muzzle loader, but that's the name of the, the powder Part, cartridge yeah. thing. I don't even know what to call it. But, yeah.
1: yeah. The back half of,
2: <laughs> right.
1: Of a traditional bullet, the powder and primer thing. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing you're stuffing down the barrel is the bullet. Right. But. Yeah.
2: Which I I saw. uh, Those powder cartridges. At Walmart. My local Walmart. And. uh, Basically I was just thinking in my head like. You're not going to move those. You know like. No one who has that gun. Is going to come to Walmart. Looking to buy. Those, you know, they're not going to expect you to have them, right? And uh last I looked, they were full. You know, they had they hadn't sold one. You know, the mm. the what you want to call it the bar that they're hanging on was full. You know, you could not fit one more on
1: there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I and, mean, like we said, it 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 seems. I guess my opinion is they both seem they both feel differently, different to me in that, like, I don't know, this is just there's some that's different. Yeah. So,
2: yeah, in my opinion, the scope is. Yeah, that's like super high tech. Like modern, it kind of changes the game a little bit. But in my opinion, like that's still archery, that's still fair, if you will, quote unquote. The two arrows, I think, crosses a line. That, like, having a, a, that for some reason, that crosses a line to me. That's kind of my opinion. Yeah. And with the 10 point and the, the scope, the range finding scope in Ohio. I don't think it's really going to cause, it's not going to change anything for Ohio hunters. Really? You know, you, yeah, you can be a little bit lazier and not know, you know, your ranges and stuff like that. But that bow is still shooting slow enough that you're not really shooting ethically. Past probably, I mean, it it might be 50, 60 yards, which is a long way for archery. Yeah. But at at 100 yards, you'll be lucky to just not flat out miss. You know, because unless this bow is ultra quiet as well. You know, stealthy, quiet.
1: Well, I mean... You get into the, I've not done it, but I'm not shot at a deer from a hundred yards away, but you get into it and I'm by no means recommending this, but it feels like you could get into a scenario where with a bow like that at 30, 40 yards, that bow goes off. Yeah. That deer knows something is inside my, my security bubble and I'm getting the heck out of here. But I know you've seen deer that have been standing there, and a gun goes off a, over the hillside, and it's loud, and that deer just stands there, y- you know. It, yeah. So do you get to a point where that sound, while while it's loud, is far enough away? Maybe that deer's standing at 100 yards, and the only thing it does is maybe pick its head up and go, what was that? Yeah. You know, to where could possibly if the deer was calm and you know i don't know you're
2: you're, no you're absolutely right if it's yeah yeah you're you're right and if that's i guess that's kind of another thing is maybe we just got to kind of see how how it works you know how effective does it become right I mean, because what I was going to say is the state who really needs to be worried, who really needs to think about this 10-point bow and what, what they're going to do, is Wyoming. Wyoming has bow laws just like Ohio. A crossbow is a bow, is archery equipment. And if you're shooting at an elk absolutely you can you can probably shoot you know with this bow you could probably shoot an elk at 200 yards and have enough energy and that the the kill zone is large enough that that animal can move a little bit and you know you can have a little windage difference and still hit that kill zone. Yeah. You know, it's a kill zone on an elk is a lot bigger, you know, than a deer. I mean, a, an elk is a lot bigger animal.
1: Well, interestingly enough, they, on this crossbow scope, they say that it'll effectively range out. I think it said 250 yards. Whereas the compound site, compound bow site only effectively ranges out to a hundred yards.
2: Yeah. Yeah and i i almost think with that that the distance that it effectively ranges with this scope the 10 point scope is unethical like that yeah. the company has done something a little unethical because it ranges beyond what an ethical shot is and uh, 10 point has basically said like they've released their own articles saying that like basically our guns aren't, you know, our bows aren't guns. Yeah. You know, they're not rifles, and you can't ethically shoot that far. Like, but then they create a bow and make the scope, you know, range that far, and it's like, well, you're kind of sending mixed messages.
1: Well, they definitely uh, they definitely are, because they're also right. marketing this as a long-range crossbow.
2: Right, and yeah, that's... Uh, I... I feel that they're, that the company, and and if, if you're hunting elk, yes, a hundred percent, I think you're good to go, but not deer.
1: Yeah. Well, and it, yeah.
2: You know, elk or, uh, I mean, I, I can't tell you what Providence it is in Canada, but. I I'm pretty sure one of the Canadian provinces uh their archery moose season allows for crossbows. Okay. Now, I don't know about the energy, how much energy it would carry. I mean, but also someone you know probably is out there hunting with a traditional bow and trying to shoot at 20 yards. Yeah. You know, and but I mean, a moose has a <laughs> You know a huge kill zone yeah you don't really need to be all that accurate to to hit the kill zone of a moose you know it's all about more of the penetration you gotta yeah. actually have some you know because if you i mean you hit a rib on a moose and you might not get your your penetration yeah You know, you gotta which potentially that is more of a game of luck than anything else yeah, you know, because if you if you hit the rib, you don't get your penetration. If you, you know, go in between the ribs, you are getting good penetration.
1: Yeah, and I but, I think with a ten point bow, you know, it yeah, while it seems to be an un possibly an unfair advantage, it it feels like it's Prohibitively expensive for most people, right? Whereas the the Excalibur bow, two thousand bucks. You know, I mean, Ten Point sells two thousand dollar crossbows all day long.
2: Right, and it's two thousand. Yeah, yeah. It's it's. There's a difference,
1: you know. Yeah,
2: like, because basically with the Excalibur bow, you're getting two crossbows. Really, I mean that's you you. As a you can kind of rationalize spending that because it's like, oh well, they took two crossbows and stacked them on top of each other, so it should be this expensive. Yeah. Where with a ten point bow, it's what did you say? I mean it's twice the price at least, right? Than what the Excalibur is?
1: Yeah, it's four thousand uh yeah. where was it? Four thousand 000... $49.
2: Right. And it's still just a crossbow.
1: Yeah. Without yeah. the the laser range finding scope, it's twenty nine $3,000, bucks,
2: 29,
1: $3, 000, $29. 50. Yeah. So, it, uh, what was I going to say? I had something and I lost it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, well.
2: Yeah. Not, I mean, the ODNR, uh, eventually, or All state game agencies are going to have to draw a line somewhere. I mean, because Ohio, it's it's no longer, in my opinion, I, I don't know what the ODNR says about this, but it is no longer an issue of safety with not allowing high power rifles in some counties in Ohio. You know, there there's it's not a safety thing it's a effectiveness thing you know they're prohibiting them because of their effectiveness oh you know and that's my opinion at least is i mean because in in southern far southern ohio like it's no different than other states who allow high powered rifles and right, those Do you other go states, across
1: the line to West Virginia and hunt with a high-powered rifle?
2: Right, right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that, that's kind of the irony of, yeah, like, you can and uh, hypothetically be sitting in one place and see somewhere where you can hunt with a high-powered rifle. You know, yeah. I'm hunting in Ohio, and right across this line, this street, is, you know is pennsylvania and i can hunt with a high-powered rifle yeah or in southern ohio you know it's right across the river i can hunt with high-powered rifle yeah. so i i i think they're they are prohibiting the effectiveness of some weapons you know like that weapon is just too effective I mean, because a lot of people say that's kind of why Ohio can produce big bucks is because you have to be within 200 yards at, the you know, 200 yards is the absolute max, basically, for any Ohio hunter. Right. That. You know, makes it challenging. And but that's. Ohio having big bucks is big money. Like that's it's a big. Yep. That's, yeah. Brings a lot of money to the state because people I mean, even people who live here, it's like I have a chance of shooting a big buck. And yeah. then you also get the tourism dollars.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it could also be that they don't want to deal with the headache of like this county or this part of this county, you're allowed to deal, you're allowed to hunt with, you know, a 30-06, but, th- right. you know, I mean, it starts to get into a, 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 a
2: uh, yeah, absolutely.
1: enforcement issue.
2: Right. Yeah, absolutely. It does. Um, it makes things more confusing and, but, and I guess what I'm saying is like, I, if any county in the state, even if I don't hunt in that county, said, you know, the, the ODNR said, hey, we're thinking about allowing high, po- high powered rifles here. I would have a problem with that because it's, that is just not, that is not Ohio deer hunting culture. You know what I mean? Oh, like
1: I see what you're saying. Yeah.
2: That's, that's not what we do here. You know what I mean? Like it's just, I would have a problem with it. So, I don't know, I guess, and it, it comes back to this bow thing where I guess probably if citizens, you know, have an issue with it, you need to make it known, and at least so the ODNR can kind of, or whatever state you live in, you know, game agency can kind of look at it and make it an informed decision. Yeah. You know, instead yeah,
1: of that's a good point.
2: Like, oh uh, well, it still uses a string and shoots an arrow, so we're good with it. Yeah,
1: <clears throat> nobody complained about it, so yeah, sure, you know.
2: Right, right.
1: Yeah. Well. So. I think that's probably a good uh, way to wrap it up. Yeah. Like we said at the beginning, you know, it's it's not not for us to make the decisions, but just worth having a conversation around and and you know sort of wrestling with some of these thoughts and and y- you know these scenarios of what is still archery and and what crosses this sort of uh, I guess I'll say arbitrary line in in, in the sand that uh, yeah we're okay with this but no we're not okay with that it's it's too much so. With that, we'll shut it off. And uh, I guess before we shut it off, let us know. You know, get, send us a comment, uh, comment on the post that, that, you know, we make about this episode. What do you guys think? Do these two bows cross the line or are you all for it? More more tech, you know, more advancement is good for the sport, gets more people interested, lets hunters be more effective. What do you think? Okay so that's it for this week. Like I said at the beginning, I thought that was an interesting conversation and just worth exploring some of those ideas or you know kind of uh, uh, you know exploring some of those arguments at what point does does a form of hunting cease to be what it was when it started? or what it was intended to be, you know, things to think about. I'd be curious to hear your thoughts. Let us know, you know, comment on the post. We, we try to make a post, uh, when the episodes go live. So comment on that post, send us an email, um, send us a comment, uh, you know, direct message on Instagram or Facebook or Ohio Huntsman on Facebook, Ohio Huntsman underscore podcast on Instagram. So let us know what do you think? And with that, I think we will let you all go and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening.